I'm Nikki B. Thanks for being with me on today's journey across the globe. Music that deserves to be heard on the world show. I'm very excited right now because with me in the studio, I have three amazing musicians. The African jazz pioneers. Well, three of them. The African <laughs> jazz pioneers are with me in studio. <laughs> I suddenly thought they'd think there were only three in the band. But no. <laughs> African jazz pioneers. It's always been a big band sound. Yeah, that's yes. True. yes. So by name, let me welcome tonight's a very special guest, Brahms Klabatu. Welcome, Brahms. Good to have you here. Oh, thanks, Nikki B. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here. And hi to Kaya FM listeners. Yeah, welcome. And Paul Sitole. Thank you, and Paul. Hi, Nikki. Uh, thanks for inviting us. And... Good evening to the listeners of Gaia FM. And we've been talking about this since last year, about six or eight months ago. You told me, we've got a new one coming, we've got a new one coming. So I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) And our third guest is Selo Manyaka. Welcome to the World Show, Selo. Thank you very much, Nikki, and thanks for Kaya listeners all over the world. It's a one that I hope it's going to be a wonderful evening for us all together. Thanks very much. And wow, that voice. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to borrow it sometime. Yeah, Don't worry, it's for higher. <laughs> well, at least uh, <laughs> we can listen to it. I'm so excited about this new album. You know, we're going to talk a lot about it. But before we go there, I want to talk about the past. But I'm going to make people hungry with what I'm going to say now. Get ready. We are going to play tracks off the new album. And as always, you're going to remember and you're going to feel how happy the African jazz pioneers music makes you feel. This album is, is medicine that we all need at the moment. Hello, hello, the 40th anniversary album. <laughs> Amazing. Yes, but let's talk about the African jazz pioneers. Let's talk a little bit about the start of the African jazz pioneers. I'm not sure, Brahms, maybe you can start. Let's go right the way back because I know you didn't start start with the pioneers no i didn't so tell us a little bit about the pioneers and what it's rooted in Uh, the african jazz pioneers it was a group of old musicians uh, mostly who played in the 50s and the 40s And when it started, they had the guys such as King Force, Silhi, Kipimwekezi, Brantemi Piliso. Yeah, there was a lot of them. And I heard a story from one friend who was very close to Brantemi. And they were deciding who's supposed to lead. The other one said, no, man, I'm from the jazz maniacs. Uh, that's King Force. Silhi yes. said, well, Brantem, you can't lead. You know, just maniacs were bigger than the Harlem swing stars, you know. Yes. It was like uh, that topi kind of a debate. You know, it was interesting. Yes. But they all Almost com- quite competitive. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, 
they have that thing, the common thing that uh, joined them, that made them uh, sound so strong is that they believe in the big band era sound, you know, of having something like 10 and above a musician on stage. So that kind of a sound, yes, that's what, they, that's what brought them together. But don't you think it was also having that big band vision, but also making sure that it sounded African, almost bringing the big band sound back to Africa. Yeah, just to, like. just to borrow Grantemi's um, uh, phrasing, he used to say, yes, it's, a, it's, a, it's an African, um, it's a jazz in an African idiom, using the instrumentation of the American big band era and then adopting them into our music. So, yes, uh, I mean, African music influenced the African, I mean, the American music and vice versa. So, yes, it's that kind of a situation where these guys, they reminiscent those days and then they brought back all those ideas and all those harmonies from the past. Yes, and that's yeah. what I say. It's just not only bringing it from the past, yeah. but it's almost like the roots were in Africa. It yes. went abroad, and that big band jazz sound came back to Africa. Exactly, that call and response. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know that I have a lot of listeners who are much, who are a little bit younger than you and I. <laughs> and um, I think on that note, I just want to take a moment to actually pay tribute to Brian Timmy Poliso. He was just one of the most important people in South African music. I believe not only what he did as a musician, um, as a, as an artist, but also with the African jazz pioneers, but also his vision of spreading this music, and at the same time always passing the baton on to the next generation. Um, what was it like working with him? Oh, working with him was so exciting. He was a very special person. Brahms and I, Silo included, we, we come from his hands. He taught us music. He taught us, in fact, beyond music, respect and a lot of other things. And he was so special. You know, I can tell you a little bit of a story about Brahms and I coming into the Jazz Pioneers. Please do and tell us, at, you know, at what stage did you join? It was 1993. Three, yeah. He came to me and said, I'm looking for a saxophone player, a tenor saxophone. I said, Brantemi, no, he's just said a saxophone player. Yes. I said, Brantemi, talk to Brahms. Then he left. He came to me at home. And then he went to Brahms at home. Brahms, I'm looking for a saxophone player. Brahms said, go and talk to Mpo. Then he asked Brahms, did you guys talk about this? And we didn't know. We didn't talk about it. Yes. It just happened. And he took both of us into the band. At the same time. <laughs> At the yes. same time. Yeah, he said, uh, under normal circumstances, a person will re grab the chance. 
not think of the other yes. but now this was unique so he'd rather have us both <laughs> <laughs> and that was the generosity of spirit of Brian Tammy yes you know I must say for me he's one of those musicians that left us quite a long time ago but I give so much thanks for having spoken to him having spent time with him having interviewed him and, and heard his story and I mean what was how did he know about you the two of you I mean how did he know what was your connection with him uh, at the time that he asked you? The first time uh, I went to Prantemi's house, I didn't believe these guys. They say, we know Prantemi. I said, no, man, don't play like that. Uh, my uncle has a Wayback Riverside album. I know the music of the man. They yes. said, no, man, we're used to the man. Say said, no, it can't be. And then we went to his house. And I was, you know... You know, I, I felt welcomed in his home. He was so down to earth. And, you know, he could see that uh, Brantemi... Now I had a problem. I, I, I didn't call him Brantemi. I, I said that they believe. And uh, he had this look. Uh, I'm telling you, by the end of the day, I was calling him Brantemi. <laughs> he was one person who did not... Calling him Ntate or Brandemi was like, he was very much comfortable with Brandemi. Yes. Not Ntate and other... No, no, no. <laughs> he believed in being equal and he believed... And, and, and I mean, he taught a lot of... You know, I've heard over the years of musicians who would literally go and knock on... <clears throat> on his door and asked for lessons and he never turned anyone away no 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 he no, always no, shared his knowledge <laughs> and his wisdom and his musicality yeah and the other thing about Brantim he was always uh, learning you know you'll be surprised one day you'll find him with a recorder just playing recorder of Brantim do you also practice this? I know no, I'm just checking this instrument out. He <laughs> <laughs> was always checking things out. And that encourages you to also check. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I liked about him, he encouraged us to go to school, to learn. Yes, yes. And the other um, information, or most of the information, when there were workshops in town at Doke House, he'll tell you, go there and learn. Don't say this and that. No, go and learn. Yeah. Uh, if there's a workshop in my head, no, just go. You know, I don't have to be there for you to learn. You just go there, mingle with the musicians, and then you'll find your way. Uh, yeah, he used to encourage us a lot, yes. especially he didn't like us to miss any opportunity to learn. That's Brandemi. And I think that's also why he was a master until he left us because he was always learning I always think to be a master every master, every person that I've met that I consider a master I'm talking about mainly music but, but any of the arts all of those that I consider masters will always tell me but I'm still learning and that's yes. what makes them a master actually yes that's true and when it comes to composing you'll say okay guys bring your composition let's work on it and then we learn that okay there's this a section b section and then in some of the composition and say hey, yeah this one needs a hot chorus 
Hey, Brandimi, that's German to us. What's called chorus? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's a part where the, there's a real groove after all the solos, the climax of the song. That's what is needed in this song. And then in some arrangements, they'll say, now nah, we need something underneath the solo. It's so it means there's a part. So when we play underneath the solo, instead of a tenor playing a tenor part, a tenor will uh, play a lead part. And then an alto will swap for a tenor part so that it sounds lower. So we learn those things as we... It was a university. Exactly. Working with the African jazz pioneers. <laughs> and Brian Temi was like a university. Yes. You know? And uh, the other thing that's very important about him, he maintained good relationships with people. Mm. He never raised his voice. Never. You know, I try to remember when did he raise his voice. Nah, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. He never well. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true. He never raised his voice. But the day they raised, the voice is going to to be raised. It's going to be quiet. This the way it was so quiet. Yes. But then the power of his voice even in silence, disciplining you. Everybody would listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wonderful person. Yeah. Yeah. They always call call him the quiet giant. Mm-hmm. And I. And Tatenor in 15 Avenue in Alexander he used to call Brantimi the quiet giant, and I understand why. Yes. Yeah, I understand why. <laughs> and of course, he took the African jazz pioneers right across the world. And we're going to talk more about that when we come back on the other side, because I think I have to play a song of the new album. And here we go. You're getting a double dose of brilliance with this new album, because it's a collaborative album. It is the African Jazz Pioneers with... Mahotela Queens. With the Mahotela Queen. I mean, if that isn't going to make you happy, I don't know what else is. But here is the opening track and also the title track. Yes, yes. Hello, hello. hello. Anything you want to say about the track before I play it? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it made me feel. <laughs> it made me smile. Let it talk for itself. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on the World Show, Hello, Hello, the brand new album, uh, the title track of the brand new album from the African Jazz Pioneers and the Mahotela Queens. And we're going to continue with the story of this legendary collective right after this. Kaya 959. Are you happy? I'm happy. (laughs) You see, I told you. These songs are surely going to make your heart smile, that's for sure. Hello, hello, the Mahotelo Queens, together with tonight's guest, the African Jazz Pioneers. Yes. <laughs> but now, as the African Jazz Pioneers, you became very popular in this country, but you also became a huge hit internationally. Tell me about when you first started traveling with the African Jazz Pioneers and what it did for you as a musician. Anyone? Um, yes, Brahms again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my, the first time I boarded the plane was with the African Jazz Pioneers. It was way back in 1993. 
So you literally ju- you were fresh with the group. Yeah, very fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a 14-hour trip. We were going to Japan via Singapore. So, you know, uh, it was an eye-opener because you go uh, to a different country and when you arrive in that country, you find that hey, this country is so advanced, they can literally produce anything, any product. A saxophone, they can. A motor car, they can. A bike, yes, they can. You know, it was Ken Ken. They were ticking all the right boxes. You know, it inspires you when you see that, oh, no, man, it's possible for a country to be self-reliant. Maybe you'll import raw materials and so on. Yes. And then musically, you know, uh, the sound um, companies overseas, especially in Japan, you know, they made such a wonderful job. You know, one of the guys, our trumpeter, complained um, to the sound engineer and says, hey man, there's something that is troubling me in my monitor. It goes katla, katla. Yes. And then he said, play, and he plays, he says, no, man, it's your first, <laughs> <laughs> it's your first that's making <laughs> every time you depress your dead finger, it goes, kak, kak, kak. That's, that's so, good. I mean, yeah. yo, you know, that's something that you wish you can carry back home, that, you know, these, these guys, you know, they are so good. Yes. Uh, you ask for, you say, no, and we all have individual monitors in a theater. Yes. And, you know, for me, it was one of the outstanding or one of the highlights in the shows because you could literally hear yourself on stage. Yes, and it made you think, what do, what do I want when I go home? I want yes. this level. I want this. This level. This of, level yes. of, uh, <laughs> of mixing. Expertise, or mixing. Yes. 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 Yeah, that's one thing that stood out for me. Yes. And I can't forget it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we went back in 1996. And Where I did not you? want to come back. We oh. went back to Japan. Okay. Yes. I did not want to come back. <laughs> There's something I often asked Brahms when we were there. Brahms, I've never seen a cop around town. There were no cops. In fact, until we left, I did not see any cop in the streets. Yes. People are disciplined. Yes. Very much. Everything, everything they do, it's within the right path. Yes. But again, it comes also, I think, from... Can I say being looked after as a citizen of the country? Yes, yes, yes. And, yes, yes, and yes. they also look after their country. Uh, yes. It's so clean, Nikki yes. The city is so overcrowded, but I'm it's telling clean. you, you can't drop a Chepis rapper, ne? Yes. You see how, how small is a Chepis rap? Yes. The place is so clean. Nobody is telling you not to. Yes. But if you check out the place, it's so clean you won't. You wouldn't. Mm. Yes. I wouldn't. Yes. 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 And now, I couldn't. <laughs> but now we speak about Japan. Yes. But what was the response from the Japanese audiences to the music of the African jazz pioneers? We were we were with Fitzroy. Fitzroy said to Brantemi, Brantemi, are you sure these people they were not hired to test your music? <laughs> really, eh? You stole their hearts. You know. Amazing. We really did. Yes. Because I mean we sang even in uh, our mother tongues in Sizul yes. and Sesotho. And they were enjoying the music. Yes. 
And of course now you also traveled other places mm. with the pioneers. You went mm. everywhere really. And, and and did you find a difference between the response that you were getting internationally and the response you were getting at home? What was the difference? At home, there's this thing. Uh, oh, no, this is old music. This yes. is old music. Yes. But there's a difference between the black audience and the white audience. I think most of the, the gigs we did here at home, People who appreciated a lot were a white audience more than the black audience. Yes, it's true. Especially at that time, yes. Mm. Yes, yes. Yes. And we would get amazing response from the white audience more than the black audience. I remember we played somewhere. It was a party, but we were not playing with the pioneers. Yes. Silo was there and Brahms was there. We, were, we just had a small band it's a band that we had from school. Yes. This old man played us music from Alexander Allstars. <sighs> we spoke about Randemi <laughs> and he took out all his collection from yes. Alexander Allstars. The vinyls. The members. Yes. African jazz. He had everything. everything. Yes. <laughs> So he even knew where you were from, what you would, the, you know, the roots of, of, of your music. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> amazing. It was so amazing. Yes. You know, it's interesting that you speak about that and saying people were still considering it an old style. Because I actually was having a chat with Joe Nino last week, I think, because um, I was speaking to him about another feature that I did. And he spoke about when Brian Temi invited him to produce the album Africa Vugani. Now, this is a bit later in, in, the, in the, the career of the African jazz pioneers. But I'm sure, and, and you know, he spoke about it and he was giving so much credit because he was saying for him that was a huge break as a producer. He was still fairly young and to be, for him it was a great honor to be invited to produce the album. But I'm sure there was something in Brandemi that also wanted to expand that audience, maybe to give it what was a younger touch at the time. Can I say something about joining just a second? Please. That recording inspired him to compose the song. Yes. The song Orlando was composed by Jonina. Yes. Working with him inspired him to compose a song. I'm, I'm, I'm producing this album. Yes. Let me have a song in the album. Yes. When we came to studio, I think after a few days. Yes. He played us Orlando. Jens, can you do this? We were like, wow, whose song is this? He said, it's my song. <laughs> And uh, it, uh, actually, on Africa Vugani, it was a revelation. We didn't know that uh, Jonina's father was uh, an accomplished uh, a musician. Yes. Yeah, I think two or three songs on that album. Jonina actually plays uh, solo on um, Last Money. Last Money. Last Money, yes. Yeah, Last Money and uh, Bashimani. Yes. Yes, and uh, for us, it was like, wow. 
Yeah. yeah, it was quite a revelation. Yes, people don't know that other side of Joe as yeah. well. No, often. no, no, no. We you didn't. know, <laughs> I, I, I often refer to that music of his as Marabi Lounge because mm. it's got this contemporary loungey vibe, mm. but at the same time, it's coming f- from the 50s and 60s, you know. Um, but in fact, on that note, I'm so sorry I didn't bring Orlando tonight. I wanted to focus on the new album. And I know I've had a couple of requests for Orlando. <laughs> So, <laughs> so for those of you that wanted Orlando, you'll have to wait for next week. <laughs> yes, but um, very, very beautiful. Now, post, I mean, post-democracy, because you spoke about traveling to Japan and performing internationally before that. Um, what was it like in the world playing for you maybe in the late 90s, in the early 2000s? Uh, Nikki, you know when you play for people, for them it's a new things, new music, and they appreciate it. And some of the people they were even saying, "Why do you call this jazz? We nearly, I mean, we nearly <laughs> stayed at home because <laughs> the, yeah, for them uh, jazz is the walking pass and stuff. Yes, yes. But when they listen to music, we said, "No, it's Marabi." They said, "Yeah, but uh, your name suggests something else." Yes, yes. But again, not in this country. Because no, it, jazz yeah, in this country it, yes, would have been exactly yeah. what the pioneers playing, were yeah, doing. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's hear another track off the album, and we must speak more about uh, this particular album. Um, and in fact, this track, composed by Zakes. Yes, yes. yes, it is composed by Brazik Simkosi. Yes. And uh, they have something in common with Brandemi. They were both taught, uh, as Brandem said, rudiments of music by Mr. Bupape, yes. who used to teach at a Catholic school in Alexandra. So Mr. Bupape played a great role in uh, imparting knowledge to young musicians of the time. And I think that uh, Brantemi, Brantemi was also very, very, um, can I say, inspired by Zakes as well. Exactly. And um, very much coming from that same school, if you like. Uh, so let's hear the track Zavala. Did I, any one of you choose to include this on the album? Was there a reason why? I think so. Um, actually, um, before we recorded, we, me and I decided, no, but this is a good song. I want this song in the album. Actually, Apple Tart and Zavala. But Apple Tart is the one, but then we decided on both of them. Let's say, but let's get these songs and let's rework them. Let's rearrange them for this modern time. Yes. I, wa- I want it, please. I want this song to be on a new album. Then, then we start to work on it. Then we go rehearse it with the band. Then we get in the studio. Because actually, I want it because... I, for me, it was like, it's powerful. Yes. It's, it's got the groove. Yes. There's something in the song. And if you can listen, Apple Tart Brantemi recorded it in, I think, 1958. In fact, I'll play Apple Tart again. Yes. yes and when, as I got, well. when I got the Apple Tart, it was a swing. I decided, no, 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 no. You know what? I need this song. It was on a disc. I said, I need this song. Copy me. That's, let me go and listen at home. And I spent two days now sleeping. That was like, I need to arrange this song. This yes. is, I, I had a feeling with this song that no, I need 
needs to change. Yes. It can work. But, and it went the right, the very same right. When, thanks, thanks, it went the right way. And in fact, I thank you for recommending both of those tracks because I want to play them precisely for the reason you've just explained. Zavalo for the groove, the swing for apple tart. Yes. And I think let's hear Zavalo. The new album is absolutely fantastic. You're going to hear more of it. And of course, it's only going to be released next end of this week. It's Hello, Hello, um, a 40 year. Celebration Four decades It will actually be released on Friday On Friday at the launch Yes At the Market Theatre Yes It's going to be the official launch (laughs) Yes You've got to come to that show We're going to tell you more about it When we come back on the other side of this Zavalo, of course. (laughs) I'm talking over the end of it. Um, Well, we're all talking together, can I say? You know, uh, Zavalo is the name of the track. The Mahotela Queens and the African Jazz Pioneers are the artists of the brand new album. Hello, hello, a 40-year anniversary. But uh, Paul, you were asking, you said to me, are you dancing, you know? I said, how can I not dance? How can you not dance to that track? (laughs) And I'm sure a lot of people were dancing at home from their homes. But it's not just that track. It's the whole album. The whole album, yes. The whole album will make sure that you are grooved. And in fact, I'm going to say it. You've got to come to the Market Theatre this coming Friday and Saturday Mm -hmm. for the show. This is actually a moment in time to have the African Jazz Pioneers performing together with the Mahotela Queens. Uh, This is something you cannot miss. And can you believe it? It's only 150 rand. So you've got to come to the Market Theatre to check out the show this Friday and Saturday to celebrate the release of this album. I have have learned that uh, on Friday, the tickets are almost sold out. Almost. Okay. So people who want to come on Friday, please hurry up and buy the tickets. Yes, and I must just check here. I forgot to check where the two the tickets are selling. Web tickets. Web tickets, you can also get them at Pick and Pay. Yes. Um, get them before because you can get them at the door, but you might miss out. Yes. 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 So that's fantastic news to know that the Friday <laughs> is almost sold out. Now about this album and about the show. Working with the Mahotela Queens, how did this collaboration come about? We were actually doing an album and then we had, um, you know, we had this thing that, oh man, how about doing a song with Mahotela Queens or doing their song? And then we found that now it's also possible to have them on the album. Was there a specific song you wanted? Yeah, there was a specific song that we wanted. Uh, actually, <laughs> we wanted to do most of their songs, but we, the specific song that we wanted was... Uh, Melody. Melody. Yes. And so, do it instrumental. And then we did it instrumental. And then we found out that now... 
Mam Hilda, she's also willing to do a collaboration with us. I mean, for us, it's a dream come true. First time we went to rehearse at downtown, we were rehearsing on the same floor. <laughs> so, you know, listening to them and then seeing their commitment to the art form, the Latin and the Mahotela Queens and Mahona Sotle Band, wow. Yes. They were like so committed, you know, I mean, we could only get inspired by that kind of commitment. Yes. Because when they were rehearsing, they kept time and they stuck to their schedule. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you learn a lot by observing as well. And another thing that's interesting for me mm. is like Mam Hilda, the Mahotela Queen's legacy extends by bringing in young, uh, you know, young artists uh, to come to join. And I think the African Jazz Pioneers has always been about that. Yes. It's always been about the elders bringing in the young ones as well. Actually, that was what Brandemi wishes. Uh, mm. That was what Brandemi does, and that was what, what Brandemi asked us to do, the three of us. Yes. We still have a job. Actually, you know it, the three of us. Yes. <laughs> yes, but again, you were the youngsters then. Yes. Now you are the ones yes. that yes. are the elders. Yes. Taking in the youngsters. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let the legacy continue. This yeah. is music. This is a richness yes. of heritage that yes. needs to be continued. Yes, Brantemi didn't uh, encourage us to play only. He also encouraged us to compose as well. Mm. So that's uh, that's mm. one uh, fact that uh, yes. I think we mentioned, we touched it a little bit earlier but it's worth emphasizing that he also encouraged us yes. to, to read, compose. write, compose yeah, yes. arrange and get into the yes. production whatever, you need to learn all this, everything into music in fact he, he often felt that that was you know, he he was frustrated by the fact that he didn't and he, he almost spent his, his life making sure that he could, he felt yes. it was a limitation in the beginning yeah. Yeah. yes uh, that is why uh, whenever we didn't have sex or four, uh, there was a time they were, that uh, Alexandra Center didn't have saxophones. Brantem would take his own saxophone that he uses and borrow it to learn us or students. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's how committed he was in imparting knowledge. Yes. I, for one, nigga, I never bought a saxophone. Really? <laughs> All my saxophones, really? I used to use the Brantemi cell, my Mark 5. <laughs> and just before he gave me the, the very same saxophone that I'm using today, the one that he said, he said, Amazing. he gave it to me, said, go show the world, I know what you'll do. <laughs> but don't you, in a way, feel, Selo, that now you have that responsibility, carrying that saxophone? I, I don't have a choice. Thank you. I don't have a choice. Thank you. The, the, the only thing that um, we, those youngsters, we always, I always ask these youngsters who are doing the brass band in the, the township that, guys, we are available. Come and give us problem. Come, let's, because we are going to leave this place like Brantemi leave, but what are we going to leave the legacy behind? Because we've been given the legacy by Brantemi. And it will be selfish for us. Brandim was was one person who was honest. I I knew Brandemi, the whole Brandemi, the honest person, yes. the quiet giant, the yes. humble father. He wasn't 
Brandim was a father to us. Yes. I can tell you stories that you laugh about him. Yes. <laughs> but on that note, let's hear Apple Tart because, of course, it is a bra in Temi composition. Yes. But this time, it's revisited on the new album. The Mahotelo Queens and the African Jazz Pioneers got to get this album. I'm going to make you happy again right now by playing you another track. It's called Apple Tart coming up on The World Show. <laughs> <laughs> now, not only do you have big shoes to fill with Bra and Tammy, but you've also got to uh, fulfill these big shoes of Maclatini. Yes. <laughs> yes, actually, I, I was, I, when I was doing this song, it was, so, it was so amazing that I had to go back to. When doing melodia, like, like I had to check my, you know, my Matatino was singing on tune. Yes. Never think he was wrong. Yes. Never. Yes. When he said, do, 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 I was like, when the PR in the studio. You know, when you listen to music, pass by, you think, ah. Yes. And then when you get into it, you start to realize, ah. Yes. This is, and when when we're talking in the studio with John, he said to me, Masatin will stay in the corner. He would keep quiet. They'll record. When he came out of this corner to the mic, he take this one take finish. Yes. Game over. Then it was like what? Yes. And but what what was amazing for me? It was like listening to his music. For me, it was love. But when I get into it, I realize ah uh, ah. Uh, this is a different thing altogether. But for me, it was one of the learning experiences, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and again, that is the song. I played you two versions mixed together of <laughs> Melody, the song that we can blame. Yeah. For this collaboration, yes. Masatin was a, actually Masatin was that brilliant star. Absolutely. Even though we sing ten and baritone bass down one, but he was there. Absolutely. And even when he performed, like you're saying, mm. he never went off. Mm. He, he never kept went it off. together. He never. I, I, actually, I had to. I had to. Even now, I'm still. I had to practice this thing yes. because it's tough. Even now, you're nervous for Friday and mm. Saturday. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so the first version you played. Yes. Uh, what gave birth to the collaboration. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So that was going to be the African Jazz Pioneers version. Playing my uh, melody. And then you had to integrate it yes. with the Mahotella Queen. <laughs> I can't believe we've run out of time completely. I've got to play another song. And bro, Brother George, hope you don't mind. I'm going to take a couple of minutes of your show. <laughs> I want to do chat more and more. We're going to have to do this together. But I'm there on Friday night. If you can't be there on Friday night, make sure you come 
come on Saturday to the Market Theatre. This is a moment in musical history. This is the medicine of joy, life, happiness, celebration that we all so need in these times. Yes. Mm. Thank you so much. And Paul, Brahms, Cello, thank you for keeping the African Jazz Pioneers alive. It's a pleasure. Fifth and sixth piece. We'll be there on both days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely see you there. Let's play a bit, little bit of Yeka Yeka, another track of this fantastic album that's called Hello, Hello, a 40-year anniversary. It's also going to be released on Friday, so I'm sure you can get your copy as well. And of course, whatever else you do, make sure that you keep shining and of course, keep it Kaya. Every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. on Kaya 959. If you missed it live, catch the podcast on kaya959.co.za.